Welcome to Electronic Music Life. I'm your host, James Locksmith, where we interview inspiring guests who provide insight into the electronic music industry, breaking down business, the creative process, wellness, lifestyle, and culture. We'll reveal practical tools and tangible support on electronic music entrepreneurship and how to overcome its obstacles. I'm so pleased to be back with a new reboot of my podcast. To kick things off, I've gone back into the vault of previous unreleased conversations with guests from around the world. What I found from revisiting the archive was something special and interesting to me. The where we were and where we are now aspect of artists and music creators, which is something for all of us to be proud of and recognize no matter where you are on your journey, you may not see it, and believe it or not, there has been progress from a time that was bleak and dark for most of us. Many have also recognized there was so much gain from pausing from what we had and knew how. In this episode of Electronic Music Live Pandemic Archive Series, I'm speaking with Dubai-based, Beirut-born and raised artist, resident DJ of Ballroom Blitz Club Beirut, partner and PR director of jazzy, soulful house Lebanese label, Feeder Soul Records, Jad Yazbek, aka Lead Wolf. Jad and I met in the pandemic summer of 2020 for the first time after the devastating Beirut explosion on August 4th. During this time, he had moved to Dubai for a new chapter and was looking for better opportunities to start a new life. Since then, he has established himself with many club nights and parties in Dubai and continued his residencies in Beirut. While also running duties with Feeder Soul Records, one of the most forward-thinking independent dance and electronic house labels in the Swana region that has amassed tastemakers and music lovers across the globe. We met again at the end of November 2020 for the podcast and discussed the growth and awareness of house, soul, jazz, black music in the Swana region and how that has been an organic focus in defining their label. We also spoke about understanding a difference between Lebanese people being resilient versus being oppressed and how to remain present even in the face of adversity. Uh, hi there. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Jad Yazbek, aka Lead Wolf, Peter yeah, Sol in pleasure. the house. <laughs> pleasure to be here. Pleasure to join you. And I'm really excited for the next hour. Awesome. Well, I, um, I, I, I really, uh, I was, you know, when we, we met recently and I, uh, and obviously your, rep, your label partners or one of them, uh, I, I've obviously known for a couple of years now. And I wasn't familiar with the the actual label, the project itself. Like I hadn't heard anything. And then after you sending me the the recent uh, pro, like the, the the recent promo, um, I was really uh, super impressed, man. Like I was really like I loved the sound. I I found it to be really refreshing to hearing this sort of house music coming out of uh, out of the region, coming out of Lebanon, and yeah. um. And then you know, I, 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 it'd be great to 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 chat with you and and uh, learn more about what what you're doing, your involvement with Feeder Soul as well. Mostly, and and learning a little bit about you recently, I, uh, you know, learning that you were living from outside of Beirut and made your way to 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 the city, and yep. you created, I guess you you know 
developing and persevering to to push a certain sound and sticking to your vision i and you know dealing with all sorts of challenges of uh making a name for yourself in 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 beirut um yeah i was i want to learn like look tell us more about that like you uh, when when was it that you left biblos and made your way to beirut and how was it back then and you know beginning honestly coming coming uh from outside beirut it was kind of tough to make your name because everything that we wanted to be a part of was situated in the city itself in beirut so uh, and we didn't have the proper connections like we had a co- uh, the connections that helped us in the way where we were stuck we felt like we were stuck at some point my partners and i in, in this small city uh, outside outside that where everything was actually happening and it took us a couple of years to actually realize that making a move and actually believing in, in, in something that you want to go there so just make the move and go do it was a bit hard for us because we always felt like we were the if you want kind of outsiders but this was not the case you know beirut is very is uh, had a had an open hand they just were locked in a certain part of the map so unless you introduce yourself personally you, you there was no way of of getting there and, and when we first started and i'm talking about like 10 years ago social media was 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 not there and was not relevant enough i mean people figured out dj's through flyers and through radios and you were your presence on social media didn't make that much of an effect and you couldn't connect with the proper people so um, we we started opening up and and Sorry, when you, when, when you say we um cuz like you were solo you left, left biblos and moved to beirut um it, did you connect with your with with your uh label partners back then or was uh, that me and my label partners actually started together we were we started as a collective and we continued as a collective uh it wasn't at any point a solo show we had uh, we were really really caught up in the if one makes it everybody makes it and we strategized together we worked together so this is why i refer to we more than i refer to myself because okay. it was a collective effort to get out of biblos uh, so you were, you were all you were all from biblos we're all from biblos we we including like patch. 5 minutes apart including patch well, yeah. right on okay that i didn't right. know okay so uh I took the personal move to 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 move my house to Beirut because of uh, my day job back then and but we we already had made the connections way before I actually moved out of Biblos we 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 started when we started Fear the Soul it was uh it was purely as a move to to actually expose a new sound from a city outside of Beirut and this is was this was the first push and once we started that uh, we started appearing on the map if you want and the people and the promoters and club bookers uh, for instance like uh, Ronald Hajar Ronan they they started realizing and listen these guys are they have a new sound they're coming out from a city that's not so close to us we're not familiar with it but they have the qualities and they have the 
the quality music to back them up. So let's check them out. So we invited uh, Ronald for a casual sit together. We wanted, uh, we wanted him to record the podcast for our podcast series for the label as we first started. So he came, we brought a couple of boo- uh, bottles of booze, just a bit of pizza, around 10, 15 people in the studio. And we actually made a genuine connection and it started from there and it was a roller coaster. And who was that, that? who was that guy? Uh, his name is Ronin. He's one oh, of the yes, pillars. Of course. Of, yes, okay, yeah, Ronin. Yeah, he's okay. one of the pillars of the of the music scene in Lebanon. He's a DJ, a club promoter, yeah. radio show host. He, he, he's all of that in one package. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it started from there, and, and people started enjoying house music more. And that's why we, we thought to stick with house music because it, it, it represents all of us. It's something we could all relate to at some point. So, uh, and that's how it started, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when I first uh, came over to the region in 2010, I felt there was a big gap, like in the middle of there, you had, you know, I, I, I came over and I met, I met, you know, there was a two years in for the, the BGC, Beirut Group Collective. Yeah. So you had that, like the old school kind of sound, soul, funk, rarities. Then you had techno, but there was that, that void in the middle there where, all these other kind of funk and like disco and house and wasn't kind That's of- That's modernized. Yeah. The, that sound that was missing was the in-between of the modernized sound of the BGC, of the new era, and the, the techno-dominated scene. Like, like, listen, Beirut always had, uh, always had a, a proper music education. We had a lot of talent. We had- People exposed to that sound a lot, but exposing new crowds to new music and, and a scene that, that has been there for a while was always through baby steps. They, there wasn't always a, a big leap. Like we knew that there are a lot of DJs that love to play house music, but they always adapted to the common sound. So this was the drive that got us to start with house music in the first place. Okay. Like it's something we enjoy. It's something our crowd enjoyed. It's something that DJs love to play. And even globally, uh, techno was taking over everywhere. So um, we, we said, why not? Why not just stick to this sound if it makes us comfortable about it? And even if we reach like two, three people in a crowd of 100, over the time, they're going to grow into a community by itself. And this was... The main vision of Feed the Soul is just growing a community around the sound that we all love so much. Before it was a label, the name Feed the Soul was like the collective name from early, like back in the Actually, day? Actually, the, the label started before the collective. We oh. were, uh, it, it started as a, just a coffee shop chit chat <laughs> between friends and then Patch and Papa Soul actually like yeah let's let, let's start this label and i was a bit behind them on the vision with that i'll be honest on you with you like i looked a label and in lebanon and i think it's way too risky to start something like this and we still we still weren't we were established djs we knew music we understood music we understood djing but we still didn't have this banger of a name to back up the label usually this is how it goes. Someone with a, with, with a good name uses his name and his reputation, push his label. So we did it the other way around. 
So when they, they caught so Patch being the technical genius he is, he comes up the next day after that coffee shop, he goes to Papa Sol and he's like this, we need to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And that's how you start your label. And <laughs> the label just started. So I came in uh, I, I, about a few months later. It's like, okay, guys, you, ha- you have your shit together. You know, this is something starting. And started to, to, to see the vision that they had. And we started working together. The next thing you know, the label was well established. And we were there. <laughs> yeah. We were just there. Right. Like, so it, when, when you all moved from uh, Biblos to, to, to Beirut, was no, it? actually, I was the only one that, that actually moved. The, the guy stayed in Biblos, the studio and uh, the offices are still in Biblos till date. That's cool. But <laughs> yeah, we started exposing ourselves more to the Beirut crowd. Okay. So, so when, you, when you made your, the move to, to uh, start speaking to a Beirut audience and, and moving that way as a collective, was the name Feeder Soul the then or did it come later when because like you the label started in 16 right so yeah so before that um and 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 making that transition to beirut was there a, a collective name or has it always been feeder soul that's what i was it, trying to sort of figure out it's always been feeder soul for okay. as long as we, I, I can remember okay because we we actually we actually based the label in 2016 and we didn't expose ourselves to Beirut up until late 2017. Ah, okay. Right, right, yeah. right. So, but, you've been, uh, but you've been DJing in Beirut for about 10 years. Like we were basically based in the north, um, Biblos and the north more than Beirut. Like we had a couple of gigs here and there down, uh, down in Beirut, but we, were, we stuck to our region, to our crowd. And we, we based our pillars from there. Okay. Like the infrastructure was all based from there uh, until we, we felt like we were good enough uh, in what we do and we were confident enough that we can deliver to a bigger audience. And, and that's when, when we decided collectively to take the move and start exposing ourselves more to new, newer crowds. Got it. So um, now sticking with your vision to, to create such a, like it is, it's, it, you know, you guys kind of went up against odds here um, with what, and as you mentioned, um, with starting a whole kind of like new kind of sound for the for the city and for the country, uh, pushing this sort of sound. The, you know, dealing with the criticism, uh, you know, I guess, and also, you know, there's that fine line where, you know, we've got to make a name for ourselves, but also. Um, there's a, you know, uh, uh, do we seek validation uh, as well? And how to, you know, how do you navigate around that? How did you guys navigate around that? Dealing with the criticism and and just really kind of making an honest name, you know? And tell me a bit about yeah. that. Like, honestly, I, I think uh, that house music was there. It, it wasn't something we created in the region. No. I think we, we just took, a step further and actually exposing the sound more because there are wonderful, wonderful and talented house music DJs that come from a funk and soul and disco background and even hip hop. So, uh, and then I think what was missing were uh, platforms to expose that sound. 
So we, when we first started, we, we shifted the sound of the label a, a few times, like tweaking and adjusting because we, we had just started. We, we didn't actually have much experience in what we were doing. So it was a series of trials and errors until we hit that specific sound that resonated with a lot of DJs and audiences and people started enjoying it. So when, when we did that, we, we put validation aside. Like we were self-validated for a while. Like, are you good? Do you enjoy doing this? Like every, every team meeting, like, is this a sound you would actually play in a club? Is this a sound you would feel comfortable actually playing? Yes, then stick to it. Right. It was, that was, that was, that's all it took. Like at first we was like, we were like, but if we really, we, we take this sound and we play it, would you actually put it, if you were downloading music or, or, or researching new music and you heard this track and this wasn't a Feed of Soul track, would you download it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it and actually play it? Yeah, yeah. That's a, so that, that that's a great, great way to, to, to like do your own personal A&R for the label, you know, like it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's so simple. At first mm -hmm. we adapted too much, like, uh, and, and we didn't do it for, for a long time. We did it for a few months and then we, we just said like, we're, we're, we're we released a few releases that we weren't comfortable playing ourselves. And if we're not comfortable playing ourselves, why would we expect people or, or to listen to them? So then we just gave it our background. And we, 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 we started looking for artists that we would actually enjoy working in, be it local artists or international artists. We never put a barrier on that. Like any artist with good music that we feel that we could relate to and the crowd could relate to and the listeners can, could re relate to, we, we'd sign it. It wasn't a big issue for us. And I think that was the turning point for Feed Soul and the growth turning point for Feed Soul because people actually enjoyed that. Well, I... I well, after listening to the that latest compilation, I it I found it extremely refreshing because we I was just I was talking about this last night with uh, Balu uh, from Saudi, yeah, and we, we've actually played together a few times. It's an amazing band, <laughs> an amazing human. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so. I, um, so Balu and I, we were talking about like the subgenres of house music and these fads that sort of come and go. And I'm not going to like mention what kind of house music that is because I don't want to offend anyone's personal taste, but whatever. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, but there's, yeah, you, there are all these kind of sounds that, that I feel like they just come and go and they've, where, whereas where I came across your label, and this is what I found really refreshing, is because there's this element of of just good house music. Like it's it, it's um, house music that I think like some of those some of those releases that I heard, you can play them in ten years from now, like ten fifteen years from now. It's that, or it, you, I could have got it ten years ago. You know, it's it's yeah. that timeless kind of sound that's like there's melodies and. It, it, was this the direction? Like, was that the was that the kind of like we want to create lasting music here? You know, like is that was that a like first when when we first started to de to define the sound of the label and the the, the, the path we wanted to go 
to go under with house music, we realized something very important that house music is, is a very vast umbrella. Mm-hmm, like exactly. it's, it's the most, it's the, the most diversified genre out there. Like you, you cannot, you cannot define it into one straight path of sound or, 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 or a single model of music. So we realized that, um, we had a common, a common taste for, for a certain style of house music was, which was influenced by a lot of soul and hence the name Peter soul and soul never dies. You know, it's, it's, it's just lasting. So if it has those elements that really, really feed your soul musically, I think that's what, what makes the music timeless. And I, I got to give it up for, for Patch and Papa Soul. And they're, they're heading the A&R department and they're doing an amazing job. And because we, they never really cared about how big the artist is or how many followers he has on SoundCloud. Or, or they just cared about the, the quality and the elements and the guidelines they put in selecting their music. So this was also a big up because we discovered artists uh through chit chats and, and community groups and or stumbled upon a track on soundcloud by mistake and they turned out to be artists that we learned a lot from and the artists themselves made a way to to define the sound we were after so uh it, it like the decision to go with this sound exactly came we stumbled upon it by just actually giving people chances that maybe some other labels missed. Right. So aside from aside from the actual sound, also it also there was a, a there is a selection process in certain artists as well that are um, sort of new and up and coming or just just talent, really good talent that fits the sound of the label. I think I think like. Uh, the the presence of the artist was never an issue with us we 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 never re- i don't think like one time we sat down and listen this guy's music is okay but he has 100,000 followers on soundcloud he, he could give us push that that was never the drive this was never the aim of fear the soul we we always aimed on releasing good quality music and music everyone everybody enjoyed so and it's part of our responsibility as a label to push this artist into reaching where he wants to reach musically and in his presence trying to expose his sound this is what a label does at the end of the day it's exposing people to new music so so really selecting the artist is is i think is a hundred percent critical on the sound that he's portraying and never on the artist himself like, of course, we need to be able to communicate and deal with him as a person, but I think we've been doing a good job with that. And the A&R department has been doing a great job in, 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 in keeping in touch with our artists and following up and, yeah. and just creating a community of people. And, and I, I don't just like to call them artists we've, we've released. They've, they, they became family. They, they, we listened to their advice. They listened to ours. We, we shared uh, topics. We, 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 we talk about music in general. And, and that's, that's the, I think, the most rewarding part about Peter Soul and, and what we do is actually 
we're, we're learning more from Fide Soul than we've ever done, did before. And then there's artists, not just from, from the region and Beirut for that matter, but there's people from Europe. We have a few artists from Beirut, we have from Europe, we have from Australia, we have from the States, we have from Africa, actually. Uh, we're, we're not bound to any borders. Or really cool. We, anything that sounds good and fits our sound and fits our profile, we're good with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's a. I think you guys are doing a, 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 a remarkable job. I think uh, I was really, I was really, you know, blown away by the compilation. I was just like, whoa! <laughs> Actually, that compilation is marking. Uh, it should it should have been released in October, but 2020 happened, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just trying to keep up with everything. Every, everything changes <laughs> this year. Yeah, but uh, this compilation we called it Four for the Soul. As in four four house beats and yep. four for the soul, yep. and it's it's marking four years of Peter Soul, which we we're, we're so proud to be here four years later, still doing yeah. your thing, and 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 pushing through this year as well, a challenging year. Definitely was yeah. one of the hardest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean that that's I guess a good way uh, segue to to this this next subject I want to talk to you about is. Um, you know, Lebanon, you know, has, has gone through so many <laughs> ups and downs and challenges and you've, you've moved now to Dubai uh, basically because of the situation in Lebanon and finding a new, you know, um, trying to find a new way of living and, and a new place to live and get settled. I, I, I think we've all been challenged this year about you know, making plans and, you know, and yeah. So, but the thing is that with Lebanon though, I feel like Lebanon has gone through so much challenges and so many, um, uh, you know, turmoil and, and even this year, you know, I feel Definitely. like that there's some kind of level of like thick skin that Lebanese people have developed you know, to dealing with adversity and dealing with, the, you know, this kind of um, ongoing sort of challenges. And not that it, not to say that this year uh, was not any, like, different from all the other stuff that's ever happened. So, but would you say there's somewhat, some res sense of resilience that's been developed as being a Lebanese man and and your peers and your friends and family that this year worked out and it's like, you know, oh, well, it's just another tough year for us, you know? Like, you think that, that that's, that's been, you know, living in the present moment, you know? Uh, Honestly, I'm really glad you brought this up and that you brought up the word resilience. I think to the Lebanese people, it's the only time where resilience is actually a down factor and not something positive to say about them because they don't deserve this. You know, they're, the, the Lebanese people are a hardworking crowd. They're, they're, they're educated. They, they, they've spread all over the world and they do not deserve the events that happened this year. And no. being resilient is automatically, uh, combined with being okay and moving on with what's happened. But I think now's the time not to move on. Now's the time not to be resilient about it. And actually, because it's creating so much stress and 
And I, I know like I left because of this stress. I left of the stress because I needed to handle everything and everything that was going on. I needed to be okay with it and move on fastly so I can just continue with my life. And this, they, they always portray the Lebanese people as being resilient as part of being oppressed. They're oppressed. They're not resilient. They have, they, they've been drained from their energy. They've been drained from their creativity. They've been drained from everything so far that I think resilience is, is just uh, another factor that that they had to have they, they didn't choose to be resilient they just had to survive and when it's not a choice it's oppression and i think like we, we lebanon has gone, been going through war after war after tragedy after tragedy s- s- since the early 70s <laughs> and it's been around 40 50 years now and like even in the civil war in 75, which was one of the most drastic wars that, that Lebanon has been through, uh, there was always this release factor that they have. Like the music never stopped in Beirut. Like Israel was bombing us in 2006 and the clubs were still open. People were still dancing away. This is the first year or the first time where the music went, like, it went completely silent. And I think for that factor, like from my background, it, it, it added, at least for me, it added 50% more stress struggling with economic crisis and, and all that just because you couldn't release anywhere. So uh, I was lucky enough, honestly, and I cannot complain. I was lucky enough to have family abroad that I could just drive myself out of the country. but. There are many of my peers and my friends and my family that want to leave, not because they like that have to leave. They, they, they reach a point where they have to leave. They don't want to. I didn't want to, but there was, they left us with nothing. So I don't think resilience is, 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 is something that the Lebanese people want to entail themselves with anymore. They just want to have a, a, a decent sense of life because they, they had it. They had it. They had, uh, they had a taste for it. You know, we always, we always, we were the party capital of the region. We were the arts capital of the region. We, we always, we, we were always proud to be on the map every, in, in everywhere that's happening. And then being on the map because of, of, of corruption and, and explosions and people dying and people starving. And pe- that's not us. That's not us. But they made us. They portrayed us this way to the world, and that's what's going on. That's what's really sad. And I, I, I know that there are a lot of people talking about it. And I, I, I came to the show, and I, I had this mentality. I, I only wanted to portray what, what was good about Beirut and about its music scene. But honestly, like we're trying our best to give back, and we're trying. Our, everybody's trying their best with fundraisers, with 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 streaming events, with everything to raise money. Just so that this culture survives all that's been happening so they can build up again. But everything's gone. That, that's just the reality of it. And rebuilding fr- now, people in, in my age, in their mid-20s or, or, or early 30s, they, they, they've invested so much in this country that they fear that if they invest once more, they're going to lose it all again. And this was, this was my main driver for leaving. Like, 
I, I, I got many chances uh, as soon as I graduated from university to leave the country. And no, I saw potential. I saw people that I could relate to that, that, that shared the same love and passion for music and culture like I did. And I look at these people now and they're just struggling every single day. And I don't think anyone deserves that. And especially not them. So I, yeah, so the, I guess so the, I understand where you're coming from in terms of resilience versus depression, but do you feel that because of the challenges, um, not to say that, not to say that it, it is, um, like the resilience could be, um, almost a way that has prepared Leb Lebanese people to be able to deal with this. Not that to say that, that it, it, it's like a good thing and a positive yeah. thing, but it's kind of like they've prepared, they've, they've been, because like you're talking about generations here now, even before, two generations before you that have, um, you know, that have been, uh, They've been developing. It's been yeah. happening over and over. Again yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think resilience, if you want, is a survival instinct right now, yes. rather than that's it, yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. We have to be resilient. We need to survive. Our kids need to, to to survive. We need to build a country for our kids, and we just don't want to send them millions millions of uh, of miles away just for for the sake of them having a taste of a decent life. And that's, that's where resilience comes in the best, you know? Yeah. So it, I guess the, that um, has, I guess, paved or, or created a, a, a preparation for, but that does again, it doesn't take away, well, okay, we're, we're resilient. That means we can deal with anything. No, <laughs> like yeah, bring it. No, let's, let's give us a break. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, so um, living in the present moment, like I guess that is also because of this resilience, the Lebanese people have dealt, like learnt how to kind of like enjoy or not, I get, not to say that no one has future plans or future goals, but it's almost like you guys are like forced to kind of really enjoy, you know, the present moment, the best way possible, you know, and and find the beauty in today, you know. Exactly. Uh, tell me a bit about that for you. Like you, you, you mentioned that you previous before the before this year, you could see a bit more of a clearer vision of the next three to five years, but now it's more of a short short term thing. Like, yeah, when like. If you would ask me in 2019, I have to admit, it was a good year for all of us. We, we, were, we were working constantly. There wasn't such a, a political and economical turmoil where we could actually focus on, on, on the things that needed to be done. The label had a, a clear path that it, it was going under and, and uh, we had a growth plan and a strategy and all that. And for the time being, nothing has changed. The goals are, are, are still the same. Like we just want to grow and expose new music and expose ourselves more and just cater to bigger crowds and cater to, to different countries and, and, and different platforms and all that. But we just, 
like went easy on them. So that when they come, they will come. We, we're not rushing anymore. We, we just removed the timeline and, and left the goals. So when they happen, they happen. When it picks up, we, we move fast. When it slows down, we slow down with it. And this is actually something that 2020 taught most people in, in all different aspects uh, and all different kinds of work cultures. Because if you don't slow yourself down when you need to, you're just running uh, really fast into a brick wall. <laughs> this, is, this is what I learned personally. And so, yeah, uh, I moved to Dubai not knowing what I'm moving to do. And it just started picking up. Like, listen, I, yeah, I, I feel good about doing this. I will do it. I don't feel good about doing this. I will leave it aside. And we adapted that mentality a bit for the label. We kept on, like, from a label perspective, it, it's, a, it's a bit easier and a bit tougher in certain situations. It's easier because, like, it's a, it's a virtual realm. You can still cater to people. And you can, because of the streaming platforms, because of, uh, of all that. So people can still listen to their, to their music, regardless of, of, of where you are. It's just been tough keeping up with, uh, with the costs ourselves of, of, the, of, of the running the actual label and all that behind it, especially being run from Beirut and all the bank restrictions and the capital control. So, so we're, we're just like, there are obstacles we're trying to get over. But the vision hasn't really changed. We're, st we're still doing our thing just because of the modernization of how a label works and uh, connectivity through the virtual run. I think that's it. So it really helped us. So if there's on a personal level, if there are no gigs or no parties going on, it's okay. We, we still have something. At least this is a privilege for us. We still have something we can we, we can keep busy with uh, and cater to people with and give back to our community with. Yeah. Well, uh, what uh, what's next for Peter um, Soul and and you? What uh, and 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 for Ledwolf? What's hap what's happening? Like um, I'm just trying to as as Ledwolf. I'm I'm just trying to just keep my name just out there a bit. I'm focusing more on my on my personal sound, improving things I wanted to improve but I didn't have time for, be it skills, be it musical education, be it researching new sounds and new artists. Uh, I'm focusing more on my role as a on, in Fidesol. I used to work in Fidesol as their PR and events management and all that. So since that stopped, I've taken a toll a bit, uh, given my background in finance and strategic planning, I've taken a toll bit on the marketing perspective of Feed of Souls. So right. I'm, I'm focusing on that. And we're just trying to uh, push Feed of Soul to the limits we can push it right now, given the situation, and just make sure we're, we're always on top of everything going on and still catering with the right sound, with the right uh, to the right crowd and giving back to our community. That's a, like we, we, we've done around four or five fundraisers until now. And we, we, we just want to want to keep doing that until there is the injection of life back to, back to the parties yeah. and back to clubs and back to like actually dancing with everyone, everyone again. And that's a big factor. And Fidesol is, is just going to be here for a while now. I, I bet on that. We, we have a, a great team of people 
working day and night, nonstop, investing, even though uh, we might not see a physical return right now. We, 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 we know it's going to happen at, at some point and we know there's a responsibility we have towards people following our music and enjoying it and towards our artists and family and community. And we, 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 we were branching out a bit from just being a simple record label. We have, uh, we have an engineering department run by our good friend Ryan. He's an audio engineer for, uh, from Beirut. And we're trying to mess around a bit with musical instruments and try and create something from there. Okay. It's a fresh department that's been working day and night and it's still in its uh, research and development phase. But I think it, it, it's something new and cool and just focusing on creating a good community around us that we can give back to and they can just push us to, to, to actually get music out there just that's the main goal of it where can where can people find you online they can find us through instagram facebook bandcamp beatport soundcloud yeah all, all the <laughs> usual suspects okay any, any platform out there spotify deezer apple music we're all over the place <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, it was great chatting with you today. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've um, you're you're here in Dubai. I think you're going to be a great asset to the the community here as well. Thank you. So I'm excited to, to that you're here, and uh, you know, looking forward to what's going to happen over the next twelve months. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing you play out more. Um, so yeah, yeah hopefully, welcome. Hopefully, playing for crowds soon and. <laughs> games and radio shows but uh, I, I guess it's all good uh, it's a pleasure being here on your show you, you've been doing some great stuff yourself and Thank much you. respect to you and all that you've been doing for the community and the electronic music scene in the region and uh, and worldwide actually I can't say the region <laughs> yes James Locksmith is all over, all over Thank you buddy thank you so much I appreciate right. it yeah. look um, yeah thanks again uh, for those of you who uh, want to know more about uh, Feed a Soul, check their label out. It's fantastic. Uh, join the James Locksmith uh, newsletter. Uh, you can head to jameslocksmith.net to join the community. Uh, all the uh, 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 Electronic Music Man episodes are now up to date on the website, so you'll find them all there. Uh, Jad, thank you again. Lead Thank Wolf you. in the house. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Electronic Music Life. What were your thoughts? Please let me know. I love hearing from you. And if you love the show, please share it, follow, and subscribe on your favorite platform. For all things James Locksmith, check out jameslocksmith.net. Until next week, here's to your electronic music life. Much love and plenty of music.